Hey there, it's Michelle Norris. I'm host of a podcast called Your Mama's Kitchen. When I travel, I'm usually looking for a way to find a taste of home when I'm not at home. And one of the things I love to do when I am at home is entertain. And Airbnb allows me to do that. When I was in California recently, I rented a house that had a great kitchen. And when we were sitting around the table, we're all thinking, we're in someone else's house. Someone could be in all of our homes as well. If you have a home, but you're not always at home, you have an Airbnb. Your home might be worth more than you think. Find out how much at airbnb.com slash host. Quality sleep is essential. That's why the Sleep Number Smart Bed is designed for your ever-evolving sleep needs. Need a bed that's firmer or softer on either side? Helps you sleep at a comfortable temperature? Sleep Number Smart Beds let you individualize your comfort, so you sleep better together. J.D. Power ranks Sleep Number number one in customer satisfaction with mattresses purchased in-store. And now, save 50% on the Sleep Number Limited Edition smart bed for a limited time. For J.D. Power 2023 award information, visit jdpower.com slash awards. Only at a Sleep Number store or sleepnumber.com. Hello and welcome to the AEW Dynamite Quake by the Lake preview. I'm Michael Sidgwick, joined today by Andy Murray to discuss everything that's in store for us on tonight's special. But before we get into it, if you're a fan of this sort of thing, make sure to subscribe to What Culture Wrestling on Apple, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcasts from for daily wrestling podcasts. We preview and review Raw, SmackDown, AEW. Dynamite, Rampage, NXT 2.0, pay-per-views, premium live events. We have wrestler interviews, we host roundtable discussions, and a roundup of the week complete with a bloody good quiz, of course, on wrestle culture. Murray, I'm like uh, a dog with two dicks on this uh, take that I've got. <laughs> Something big is happening tonight. It absolutely is. Um, I'm hyped for the show. Looks absolutely stacked on paper for a very astute, I think, reason. Now, the reason why I think something massive is going to happen on this show is because they don't run something like John Moxley versus Chris Jericho for the sake of it. If you look at the episodic week-to-week um, formula that Tony Khan employs, it's usually um, established star act versus solid great work rate hand veteran or up-and-coming rookie, which spans the likes of your Tony Nieces, Dustin Rhodes, and Lee Moriarty's. Like, those archetypal characters will have a match against, like, a a Mox, a Punk, a Danielson, whatever, and that forms the meat of the broadcast. Now, of course, there's title matches, there are several gimmick matches, but he never really goes for a proper marquee main event pay-per-view style match, and he is tonight Mox versus Jericho. Now, if you go through the uh, recent history of big-time matches, the ultra-rare occasions on which we get them, right? The last two that, that come to mind, right? The last handful that come to mind. Omega versus Danielson. It was the Arthur Ashe debut. You had to deliver something massive, and you wanted to create a big event. And a, a sort of a, that, That's the closest they've done to, like, a pay-per-view on TV, not like your St. Patrick's Day slams or anything like that. So that was a big reason. Winter is coming. Danielson Page was just a special event. That winter is coming between Moxley and um, Omega really did inform um, the next wave of storytelling in that company in a massive debut of Sting and the the forbidden door creaking open. And um, there was another example I had to mind, um, but it is escaping me right now. Regardless, I've got two theories on this. 
and mm. you can chime in with others and we'll talk Neither about others. Neither of them are Austin, thankfully. Thankfully, thankfully. <laughs> One is that CM Punk's foot is not ready in time for All Out. So Tony Khan, in my opinion, might be looking at a safe pair of hands for the All Out main event. Jericho wins via JAS shenanigans, wins the interim title, and they get a stepped up rematch it all out. Um, I don't think Jerry uh, Jerry <laughs> Jericho beat Eddie Kingston for nothing. Yeah. I think they've altered the long term plan, and I my worry is that Jericho beating Kingston strengthens them. In addition to winning the interim, the headline all out against Moxley again. It's not typical of what they do, but circumstances dictate that something big needs to happen. Or they are putting the match on, and Mox is going to win, and it might splinter into Danielson versus Jericho. Um, For the express purpose of it's a massive match between two massive stars, and he rarely does it. It should, in theory, generate a huge number maximized by the return of Kenny Omega. Mm. Yeah, Kenny, uh, right on the cusp. He must be right on the cusp at this stage. It's... uh Dangerous thing to predict, given the depth of that man's injury problems, uh, and that for a while it felt that every report that emerged on this this gentleman and his physical condition was just, oh yeah, yeah. Remember that last report where we said it was four times as bad as initially thought? Well, now it's seven times as yeah. bad. Really grim stuff. You saw him on videos looking kind of fed up and like physically not quite... Didn't look defined. No, no, not quite where you'd expect uh, or where you'd expect a close to return Kenny Omega to be. Um, but then again, he's sitting on these videos wearing hoodies and stuff. So, you know, he might be he might be just working the marks, brother. Um, so, yeah, I mean, with the, the undisputed elite coming to an end the other week, the timing is rife. There's uh, is right. Sorry, rife. Um, there's plenty of interesting things you can do there because Hangman will slotting in beside the Bucks is something that may occur. Um, but then Omega's kind of a joker in that. So really interesting stuff to explore across the board. Um, as far as like the title change idea goes, yes, I could 100% see that as well. Um, the romantic in me would look at this and go, okay, but yeah, but Jericho's going to win, but then Eddie's going to beat him at the pape, which I don't think will happen. But, you know, it, head cannon, by, by your own ideas, it's it's intoxicating sometimes. Uh a third idea to all of this might even be MJF, um, depending what his situation is. Just been invisible by design for the past couple of months. I think um, kind of removing himself from the new cycle was a smart move. Um, I mean, it's through no doing of his own, but the new cycle has been so mental over the past month or so anyway that it's a good job he's been away. Um and out of headlines and stuff. So maybe that's another potential thing. Maybe uh, he could do something in that world title program. I don't know what exactly that would be. Um, I'm not really up for him coming back and doing like a war on Tony Khan or anything like that. I think that kind of, like I'm sure he'd do a good job. He always does, but that kind of storyline's a bit played out to me. But yeah, Tony Khan tweeted something, I think yesterday along the lines of, it's Quake by the Lake. And if you don't watch it, that would be a mistake you don't want to make, or something like that. If you miss Quake by the Lake, it will be a regret you won't forget. There you go. Close enough. Close enough. So, yeah. And you know what Tony's like when there's something going on? He can't, he's got a tweet, man. He he's can't help himself. Yeah. He's, he's a poster. <laughs> the longest uh, reigning CEO in wrestling, of course. He's a yeah. bone-deep poster. Yeah. yeah, all the indications are that something massive is going to happen. Like, they're not doing something like this for the sake of it. There's the Tony Khan tweet. There's all the uh, the moving... 
sort of converging factors about Kenny Omega's return. It just doesn't seem to me to be a coincidence that they're finally bringing the books and page together in storylines for the first real time since full gear by any accident at all. But then that sort of sparks another fascinating conversation. Now it seems to be all neatly arranged for the books and page to come together to face the undisputed era and potentially be on either side of the bracket, but obviously Omega factors into it somehow, because again, there were reports that Tony Khan was ready to um, launch the trio's titles, but he in fact has said on record, this is not happening until Kenny Omega comes back, and guess what's happening? There's a trio's title (laughs) getting announced imminently. It's all incredibly fascinating. I do like the MJF shout. One more before we actually preview the matches. Is there a possibility, right, because he's been seen walking around without the assistance of the uh, the boot. Yes. That the second that Moxley pins Jericho, God willing, I'm not ready to give up on this Moxley run yet, it's too awesome, that the second he raises his title and wild things starts, it gets the, the feedback interruption, and then he hear cult of personality, and then they do the, the double belt pose off to bring um, an end to the show mm. all but confirm that that is the all-out main event. Very good chance. Very, very good chance. I would say probably a higher chance than our other, other perhaps uh, more uh, uh, bigger changing scenarios that we've 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 described here. Um, yeah, I think there's definitely an element of working to some of the reports that have come out on on CM Punk's injury. Um, we hear about him breaking bones and stuff. That's never good. But then you get report after report from big old Dave uh, talking about how, oh, it's not good, it's not good. Oh, no, it's not good, it's not good, it's not good. Um, and then he's at Comic-Con and he's, you know, he's a salesman. He's a pro wrestler. Uh, he's going he's gonna to play these things up. So whether or not those accounts on his condition are truthful or not, I think it's, um, it's hard to say either way. But, I th- yeah, yeah, I could absolutely say that. That's a money match. Uh, and that uh, gets you to my other piece of headcanon, which is uh, also involves Eddie Kingston winning the title, but this time from CM Punk. So there you go. I've actually got one more thing before we move on to the match rundowns, right? Tony Khan is fond of doubling your fun, right? And uh, we all know the original plan for the um, postponed Rochester show of March 18, 2020 was for Brody Lee to be um, revealed as the exalted one. And then Matt Hardy to debut later in the night when people thought they were going to get Matt Hardy. Just do the double debut gimmick. They did something very similar, of course, eventually at All Out 2021 with um, the Adam Cole fake out as your big surprise. But in fact, he got two big surprises. If we get an Omega and Punk double your fun night, that would be really quite incredible. But that is just pure speculation. But I will get some numbers out of that when I tweet it after this podcast. <laughs> um, quick question, two question, double pronged question. Uh, Moxie Jericho, who have you got? And will it live up to Mox's like almost peerless standard of in-ring in 2022? So I don't... I've got John Moxley winning this, first of all. I think, um, you know, AEW has never hot-shotted their world title or world title equivalent, or, or not hot-shotted, but passed, passed it around on, on short notice. And uh, I definitely think there, w- there will be a time when they do that um, because it can be effective if you do it sparingly. I think AEW's use of things like disqualification so far has proven that no matter how tired the thing, you can make it work again if you're just not diligent yeah not trigger happy with it and doing it every week um so i think that even though it's the interim belt yada 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 i think that him and punk is probably uh, assuming punk is fit and i i 
think he might be. Um, that's a more compelling headliner to me. So I think he's going to win. Uh, I do think it'll be determined by CM Punk's physical condition, however. So there's that caveat. Um, Quality-wise, yeah, I, I think it's going to hit Moxley's ceiling for 2022. I don't think um, it's going to be the caliber of, say, the Wheeler-Utah match. But, I mean... Moxley is having a ridiculous, like, he's in the form of his career at the moment. It's it's absurd. Did you watch the Despy match? I, di- I know. I haven't watched it's the Despy match awesome. yet. awesome. But it is on my watch it's list. It's so awesome. Like, there's some creative weaponry that should feel cute, but it actually yeah. isn't. It's so great. I saw it getting tremendous buzz from people I trust. And when people I trust say it's good, I go in. Um so, yes, I will be watching that. But, like, even things like last week he had the Mance Warner match and, you know, not a match of the year contender or anything like that. It's like a 10-minute TV match or whatever, but it still felt like this really ugly, nasty, bellicose fight um, between just two really tough-nosed guys. I had a really cool finish with Moxley just having to just completely annihilate this man's consciousness uh, to, to get rid of him and get him off him. And I think that um, Moxley is really good against guys who can match his intensity. He's really good against everyone this year. He's having a great year. Um, but I love him in matches where the other guy is just as like nasty as he is. And Jericho, although he's going to be wrestling as the Lionheart, at this stage in his career is essentially an ugly lucha brawler. He's a down and dirty guy who brawls you around ringside. He's got every trick in the book. Um, he's not going to live up to Lionheart for long I don't think uh, and it's going to be a lot of fun um, I mean I think it's probably got like a four star ceiling um, for me just thinking about where Jericho is and look I loved Jericho and Kingston earlier this year I thought that was absolutely sensational um, but unless we forget that four stars is still a great match yeah. <laughs> so I think it's going to be I think it's going to be great it's, Jericho knows his limitations yeah. uh, and uh, he's very very smart I think uh, Mox is going to win. I do think there's enough in Jericho as a challenger who's been pushed heavily um, amid the injury crisis where it's going to be phenomenally dramatic as a result of how well-built Chris Jericho is. And he is, in fact, Chris Jericho. He's always going to have that um, ability to extract a near fall out of you, um, particularly in a situation like this. And again, you know, they don't do these matches very often. So that, um, that element of drama is going to linger over it. I do think Mox is going to win. And I think this match is going to be um, almost a signature of Jericho where the body isn't quite as willing as the mind is sharp anymore, but the mind is so diamond sharp that if it can feel a bit flat or a bit functional for the first seven minutes, the last three minutes of like your B-tier Jericho matches in 2022 are still electrifying because he's so smart with arranging his match finishes that some of the near falls are going to elevate the last three minutes into something special if the rest of the match is a bit flabby or just kind of there at points um and i think danielson might impact the result because they're quite clearly leading towards that as a match at some point if not at all out um a match i think will bang and um, we're going to preview next Darby Allen versus Brody King in a coffin match it's becoming Darby <laughs> Allen's signature and it's so funny how I don't think they're doing this on purpose because I don't necessarily think that Tony Khan and Darby Allen have as much distaste for the the man that is the Undertaker as I do. But it's nonetheless really, really funny how they've taken his gimmick match and literally these Darby Allen coffin matches are about 15, 20 times better than anything the Undertaker could ever do with that gimmick. This one really should be the best one yet. Yeah. The one with Ethan Page was really, really fun. Uh, there was stuff where the... Uh, turnbuckle thing was used as a fish hook and it looked great and the Andrade one was good very good not great mm-hmm. a little bit underwhelming yeah. considering the um 
the glimpses of chemistry they showed in that awesome, almost forgotten three-way with yeah. Guevara. Remember that? That's that right, was absolutely right. tits. But I just think they'll absolutely nail this. Brody King versus Darby Allen. Darby Allen won. It was unbelievable. Just an incredible slaughter. All the angles have been really creative. We know they're really good mates. We know that they've probably been absolutely pestering each other in their WhatsApps about spots and just really perfecting the template yeah. for this match. And I expect it to be incredibly violent. Um, I think Derby's going to win, and I think this could steal a show genuinely. Yeah, I agree. I think this is going to be sensational. Um, they've already demonstrated that they have absurd in-ring chemistry. Um, I gather, obviously, they're, they're friends, um, but I gather they've had, I've not seen any of these personally, but a bunch of indie matches prior to this that, that I've been told are all very, very good. So they've, they're very familiar with each other as opponents beyond just being guys who get along and have great chemistry. Uh, yeah, that TV match was just absolutely fantastic um i think underrated by uh some more more esteemed wrestling critics across the board i just watched it and i don't really understand what else you could possibly want from a from a pro wrestling match uh unless stylistically it isn't your thing which is fair enough but it's I would, impossible not to be a thing but i would say if it's not your thing then me and you have nothing in common wrestling yeah. wise um yeah they're gonna they're gonna they're gonna murder each other um brody's gonna do his caveman stuff uh darby's gonna come up like crazy for him they're gonna come up with some cool um stuff you haven't seen before as well um that's the, the the joy of having a guy like Darby Allen who's willing to have his just frame get uh, battered in so many different creative ways. I am really looking forward to this. I do think Darby Allen's going to win. Um, but man, like I, I even love like the little things they've done to elevate this. Although they're not really that little, considering that Brody King now has a tattoo on his body dedicated yeah. to, to putting this man down in a pro wrestling setting. Like they've been doing the 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 convention beatdowns and the signing beatdowns and there's a video of Brody like press slamming him off a stage into a crowd at a gig. It's I love it. I love all this extended so cool, universe stuff. Yeah, it's it's awesome. It's really, really cool. And the thing I'm most looking forward to in the event of Derby winning is like they'll preserve the the aura of the monster character and there's gonna be like the, the horror movie monster finally dies. Spot to get him into the coffin. I've got no idea what it's going to be. I just know it's all but guaranteed to be awesome. They will not do an anticlimactic finish here at all. They're both great storytellers. Get to hear God's hate on national TV as well. It's Brody's just awesome. Entrance. It's a great package. Every time Brody King and or the House of Black do something so cool on Dynamite, I think that act, the ceiling on that act is so high yeah. and it always peaks so high that whenever they do something awesome on Dynamite, I always... Play God's Hate on the commute <laughs> on the Thursday morning. It's just like a little cool nerdy ritual that I've got. Yes. Um, it's got competition for match of the night, though, because if this one's ceiling is as high as the coffer match ceiling, you could be in for a pair of very different, contrasting, but great matches because Rush and Andrade are facing off against the Lucha Brothers in a tornado tag. Yes, not only they've, they've discovered, I think, the formula for getting an extra half star on this because Jim Ross will not be allowed to bitch about the rules <laughs> if, in fact, it takes place in the second hour because he doesn't have to say, I'm going to get a referee per tag wrestler in this one. I'm going to get 10 referees. No one's got control of the goddamn thing. <clears throat> so a tornado match between these guys, all I know is it's going to be way more physical, I think, than a lot of people still realize, even though we've got gently introduced to how yeah. awesome Rush is. Andrade is so much more st- Stiff now than he ever yeah. was in NXT, and it's like he's bigger as well, so it looks better. Bigger. He's yeah. lost a bit of that dynamism and the speed, but at the same time, watching him like just destroy his own ankles is still just yeah. a spectacular sight. Penta's no slouch. Phoenix is there to do absolutely incredibly, inexplicably supernatural Phoenix things. My prediction for this match is 
that there's going to be a Canadian destroyer that you'll never ever see coming, and it's going to be great. Yeah. And I think my only. Ryan Reynolds here from Mint Mobile. With the price of just about everything going up during inflation, we thought we'd bring our prices down. So to help us, we brought in a reverse auctioneer, which is apparently a thing. Mint Mobile Unlimited Premium Wireless. Ready to get 30, 30, ready to get 30, ready to get 20, 20, 20, ready to get 20, 20, ready to get 15, 15, 15, 15, just 15 bucks a month. So give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. When you're ready to pop the question, the last thing you want to do is second guess the ring. At BlueNile.com, you can design a one-of-a-kind ring with the ease and convenience of shopping online. Choose your diamond and setting. When you find the one, you'll get it delivered right to your door. Go to BlueNile.com and use promo code LISTEN to get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. That's code LISTEN at BlueNile.com for $50 off your purchase. BlueNile.com, code LISTEN. This is Paige, the co-host of Giggly Squad, and I want to tell you about a company that I've been loving, Olive and June. Olive and June gives you everything that you need for a salon-quality manicure in one box. And if you break it down, it really comes out to $2 a manicure, which is absolutely insane. It's also so easy to get salon-worthy nails at home with Olive and June. The difference between how your nails used to look when you did them yourself and now with the Manny system is a complete game changer. The best thing about Olive and June, too, is it's a quick dry. Dries in about one minute, lasts for five days, and full coverage in up to one to two coats. Visit oliveandjune.com slash perfectmanny20 for 20% off your first system. That's oliveandjune.com slash perfectmanny20 for 20% off your first system. Issue with it is realistically, I don't know who wins, and I kind of don't give a toss. Yeah, yeah. Um, I think Rush and Andrade will probably, uh, probably pick it up. There's baby face tag champs as well, so yeah, yeah. So they're like a team you can uh, build to to go to FTR or 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 um, who on earth, uh, Lee and Strickland, whoever you want. Whoever you want that has one of your twenty different tag team titles that are kind of on TV at the moment. Um, Rush, what, what, what a couple of weeks this guy has had, right? So he had the match with Penta on Dynamite, which was um, a little bit underwhelming, I think, for a lot of people as like a big time introduction to this bloke. It was a bit like, okay, that was kind of sloppy. Like they beat the crap out of each other but not in a particularly refined sort of way and while rush 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 definitely ross while he definitely has that in him um i think you know going looking at that match it's probably more attributable to to penta and penta more than has that in him sometimes um but since then he's just bounced back with this tremendous ring of honor match with his brother dragon lee so you'd expect it to be sensational uh and then of course the moxley match where uh, i just mentioned it moxley's so good with people who matches intensity Roosh, Roosh does that he's a brawler um he is this kind of large sexy man with wonderful hair with just a a playboy badass demeanor it's a really interesting character i think good looking guy who's also like this rogue brawling kind of calloused ankled uh, calloused knuckled guy um he hits really hard he's a great contrast for lucha brothers 
The only thing that kind of tempers my excitement a little bit is I, I and I shouldn't, can, I'm not trying to concern Troll or anything. I hate that. But what kind of shape are the Lucha Brothers in at the moment? And what kind of shape is Andrade's ankle in at the moment? There was talk that it was inflamed heading into the Ric Flair match. Um, the Lucha, it seems every time we see Ray Phoenix have a spotlighted match, we get a report in the Observer literally yeah. a day and a half later going, uh, Ray took a knock, he's going to be out for a month or he's going to be out for two weeks or whatever. So, hey, if these, and Tony's tried to put this match together several times, but various things have gotten in the way. Um, assuming these men are 100% healthy, and I'm sure they are, uh, this should be uh, ridiculous and I'm a huge fan of it. Uh, I hope that we get another, I, I, you know, I wouldn't normally say this, but the brawls between Alex and Jose, the assistant, have actually been really hot. So why not? <laughs> Let's go. <laughs> kind of like a glorified trios match almost. Oh my God, imagine. So I don't really yeah. <laughs> Alex is going to do the destroyer. That's going to be the spot <laughs> on Jose. Honestly, he's got the look of someone who would like want to do it. Yeah. They'd have to say, come on, Alex, piss off. Man. Yeah. I know, you like, I, know you like, I know you like to get over, but come on, leave it to the pros. Leave it to the professionals. <laughs> Remember when he had that, that little costume he was wearing at the start of the year? Hell. Uh, I'm sure he's a nice guy, man. But that was weird. Yeah. It was absolutely like, I'm desperate to get on TV yeah. and look cool. Poor guy, man. So honestly, someone should have had a word. Yeah. I, I know creative expressions, really cool and should be encouraged. Absolutely, but there should be a limit. An yeah. absolute limit. He looked like death from the Bill and Ted films. Yeah. Literally, with hair. It obviously. was absolutely rubbish. Um, there's another title match actually on the show, and it's Jade Cargill versus Madison Rain for the TBS. I expect this to be uh, five, six minutes with a fire-up spot. Jade's yeah. going to win. Um, potentially another post-match mods because I haven't really tied a bow around the Athena... Uh, Chris Statlander thing just yet so I'm honestly expecting this to be kind of a low point of an otherwise absolutely stacked show and that's yeah. nothing against um, Cargill nor Rain I just think I'm very tired of the story that Jade Cargill's been at the moment I think it's way more convoluted than it is interesting and Madison Rain is like it sounds like such an insult in fact if you can get to this level in your wrestling career and be an asset it shouldn't be an insult but she's a solid hand yeah, I think this is this this like Maddie's debut match against Layla Gray is kind of a measure of her job now in AEW, really, because she's been brought in as a coach um, to help AEW's greener wrestlers along the road. Um, and I'm sure she has she's been a wrestler since 2005. She'll have lots and lots of stuff that she can teach these people. And I've never heard anything other than the Madison Reign is a consummate professional. I think it, on paper it's a great hire. Um, so here she is again working with a less experienced wrestler, albeit one with just immense gifts, uh, incredible on-screen personality, a great athlete um, who is putting the pieces together before our very eyes on TV, a developmental project, albeit one who's already a star. Um, so wise pairing this very good very good uh it, the match will be exactly what you've described the Layla Gray match I think it was functional with Madison Rain but didn't really do a lot to draw attention to it it was uh, you know aside from a few amusing moments of Stokely stomping his feet on the steps uh, and stuff like that there wasn't a lot to remember about it but I think that's testament to the good job Maddie did in that match because uh, Layla Gray is extremely green like really really green one of the greenest people in this company so good job um this should be good. I am ready for Jade to start developing some legacy rivals now, I think. Um, I'm ready to move away from the kind of uh, challenger of the Fortnite 
situation we have here. I would absolutely love to see her and Bina and Statland or whatever final form that's going to take. I'd love to see that paid off. And then I would like to see Jade transition into something a bit meatier, I think. Yeah, yeah. the formula's wearing somewhat thin. Um, so, yeah, it is what it is. It might be the low point of the show. I just hope the crowd are into it. And that's the beauty of Jade Cargill is that she's so over most of the time that she does elevate these penultimate quarter hours. Should we do the game? The minute game? Yeah. Yeah. Because the game, just in case you're a new listener and you don't know the, uh, the purpose of the game, it's just a little bit of fun we designed to sort of gently poke fun at how um, formulaic and obligatory the token women's match is. So we play a game, and it's basically... Um, the exact hour, minute, and second that you hear the first entrance theme of the obligatory one women's match. We've got a name for the game as well. And the game is called, well, this is lead is nine. I'm thinking no word in need. So I think that Mox Jericho, it would behoove them to do the usual gimmick of starting it quite early with the idea being that one, Jericho kind of needs time to get limber. Two, you want to portray it as a big deal. You don't necessarily want Jericho to get 20 minutes, but you want him to think that he can go 20 minutes because it just puts over the prestige and the magnitude of the title match. Tony Schiavone can give it the whole... um, TBS has said that we can have extra time and all the rest of it. So I think it's going to go on earlier than normal. I'm going to say one hour, 17 minutes, and 25 Seconds. Oh, we do seconds. Wow. Yeah. Um, all right. Just I'll... in case you ever get it. There Just in go. case you get to the second, it's worth it. It's so what, what did I say, mate? One hour. One seventeen, and I forgot the second. Twenty-four. Hour. There you go. Twenty-four. Hour. I'll go one hour twenty-one and five seconds. There we go. Twenty-one oh five. Murray. It's uh, inspired, of course, by the game we always to play at uni. Yeah, watch twenty-four. Uh, no, I did not. I thought Jack Barrow was a loser. <laughs> oh, he's the coolest. He's the coolest. Well, no, Top Dollar's the coolest, but... Yeah, not seriously, watch 24. <laughs> it's so awesome. Like, I don't know how it's aged, to be honest. I've, yeah. I haven't watched it in, like, 15 years. That's depressing. Jesus Christ. Uh, but no, it's class. But, um, you know, it was set in real time. Yeah. and So the idea was, like, it would go... Every now and then, the clock would appear on the screen, like, a digital clock of, like, the third hour of the day, of 24 hours, actually. And it would, like, be, like, three hours... 14 minutes and 12 seconds, right? And then that would take it to the break. It was like the, the Tope Suicida of prestige drama. Yeah. And then when it came back, it would be like, it would never be the same time, right? It would yeah. be like three hours, 18 minutes or whatever. So like whenever you'd watch it on DVD, you would keep that bit in so you could guess the time it would return to. So you'd always be going like <laughs> 212 2.12.9. And like if you got it, and I think if you've got it like nailed to the second, it was just in. Absolutely pathetic buzz. Anyway, <laughs> something less pathetic is FTR, one of the best tag teams in the entire world, and indeed at this point of all time. They are returning. This screams angle clacks on to me. If it's like FTR or in action, you know what's going to annoy you? Mm. My following pitch here. It's clearly going to be against two guys who aren't well thought of, who aren't high up on the cards. It's going to be the work horsemen. Yes, <laughs> yeah. it's going to be the work horsemen, and they're going to kill them in about four minutes, and it's going to be depressing because you know they could have yeah. an absolutely incredible 15-minute match. And I think the fact it's, it's a device Tony does when, like, Shivani's clearly going to interview them after they make quick work yeah. of whichever tag team it is, and there's going to set up some kind of angle of some sort. Um, 
It doesn't exist for the match's sake. No. So what does it exist for? Uh, yeah, yeah. Who are they working next? I, it's it's really difficult to figure out because you'd imagine that the Bucks are going to factor into this uh, trios. In fact, we know that from recent reporting that they're not going to be factored into the whatever title picture this is going to be. Do you think they maybe chase uh, Swerve and Lee and we go the face versus face great match routes? Or, I don't know, man. It's interesting to think about. Maybe they get, I, I mean, I'm... I'm I, I don't have the current New Japan touring roster. I know the G1's going on at the moment. I'm not sure who could feasibly come across the Pacific and work an angle tonight if they wanted to go down that route. Um, yeah, I, I feel like the, the the likeliest target or whatever for them next is going after the fourth belt. But then do you want to instead preserve that for the box later down the line to wrap their trilogy as well? Interesting night for them, I think. It's a very interesting night. I'm going to be very, uh, my eyes are going to be absolutely glued to this because, yeah, I just don't know the direction it's going to take. I don't know if any direction I can think of right now is wise, but they have been gently acknowledging on Twitter. And indeed, I think there's been the odd instance on television where it's like, right, they've been the number one contenders for ages. It's clearly they're waiting for a pay-per-view or they're waiting for something. And maybe what they were waiting for is change plans. I don't know, but I do think that their being number one ranked is going to play a big factor in whatever they have to say, inevitably, to Shavoni after the uh, four-minute win at the expense of the work horseman. Very sorry, Murray. And the last thing... <laughs> They're my guys. <laughs> the last thing um, announced on this card is a match uh, which basically functions, basically exists to... Keep the name of Ricky Starks in the mix after his absolutely incredible babyface turn and breakthrough um, segment of TV, which I wasn't here to say the words, but it was mm. absolutely worthy of the word deft. <laughs> it was so good. So I think this just exists to, here's Ricky Starks. He's a star on the show now. Here he is in a match against, and it's really quite a cute inspired pairing, former indie tag team partner, Aaron Solo. It's for the nerds. It's for me, this... Um so the dorks who were sitting there watching Wrestle Circus shows in that room in Texas uh, five years ago uh, with guys like Jervis Cottonbelly on the card and stuff. Um, extra talented were my introduction to both of these guys. Uh, you knew from that act right away that obviously both were very good at the pro wrestling, but also that Ricky Starks was bound to be a huge star. Um, and it's a real shame that, that together or apart, they didn't have the kind of indie run that drew the level of acclaim of of, of uh, Will Osprey or Keith Lee or whoever you want to name, and Adam Cole, whatever. Uh, so yeah, this is, it's it's really neat in that sense. It's effective in that it's someone Starks can beat in a couple minutes with no real threat of losing. Uh, they've positioned the factory as well, a the barricade. the distance were freaking two times, like, I'm not sure. Yeah, oh yeah, good point, actually. Yeah, that was an interesting that was move. weird. He is now part of the factory as well. So, is he? Yes, this occurred on Dark or Elevation uh, recently. Jesus so he's freaking time. Uh, he's been there. Uh, Nick Comarotto now has had a shave. I don't know if you've seen this. He's had a shave. So you see, Why? His, he's got his jaw. He's got a hat now. So that's a thing. That's the thing they're doing. Um, yeah, hopefully quick. Uh, I mean, uh, look, if they go eight minutes, I have a lot of faith in it being pretty good because Aaron Solo, they're, they're going to know each other. They're going to know each other really well. But yeah, it's a nod to the nerds. 
probably facilitates Hobbs being amazing again. He probably comes down and kills Ricky <laughs> one, one more time because it's always fun. His new entrance, oh my goodness, that ugh, the uh. way they framed that last week. It, that's a mega star entrance. Um, I tweeted this uh, on Thursday, and some people thought I was saying that Hobbs now is a mega star, like like he's Dwayne Johnson or something. No, it's a mega star entrance. It's what you give when you're trying to build someone yes. to be that the central lift thing with coming out of the cage and then it, they didn't totally get rid of the p- 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 powerhouse which is good because i do that we, we both do that we love it we do in the office of, all the time a lot of times imagine how pathetic that would look coming out of our mouths you've got it you've got it in your heads um and it's just sword yeah they are so uh yeah yep okay fan of this effective mid-card stuff Yep, absolutely. Um, look, something massive is happening tonight. If it doesn't, then, you know, it doesn't. But something is. What do you think it's going to be? Let us know under the Twitter link um, to this podcast, at WhatCultureWWE. Whilst you're there, you can follow Andy Murray at... At Andy H. Murray. The H stands for honey. Like, like Winnie the Pooh. Cool. You can follow me at M. Cedric. <laughs> Once again, you can follow us all at What Culture WWE. Thank you very much for joining us on the podcast today. All going well. We should be back for the review tomorrow, in addition to which we recorded an NXT 2.0 review earlier. Um, it wasn't the best time because it wasn't the best show, but, you know, check it out if you have the time. And until we see you next, thank you very much for joining us, and we will see you soon. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Did you know cats tend to hide symptoms of sickness and pain? I learned this the hard way after losing my cat, Gingy. So I created Pretty Litter, a health monitoring litter that helps detect early signs of illness by changing colors, saving you money and potentially your cat's life. Pretty Litter is veterinary and developed, and it's the easiest way to keep tabs on your fur baby's health right at home. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market.